1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, folks, here we go. It's another edition of Sports Insider Radio. SportsInsiderRadio.com. We invite you to check out the website. We've got a, got a good, a lot of good information coming your way. Racing towards the Thanksgiving holiday. Oh, boy. Football morning, noon, and night tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, college basketball tournaments, NBA, NHL, all kinds of goodies on the docket. And, of course, another big weekend, Rivalry Week in college football. Ready to get after it? And we're not going to waste any time because I know the boys back east, John and Mike, have plenty to be thankful for with their Ravens on a dead heater. Hello, fellas. How you doing? Hey, Brian. Uh, it's another good week, another win for my team, the Ravens. We're, we're still in this together. And I think the more times I say we over the last six weeks that just the better we play and uh-huh. you know we had a little friendly bet last week with dave sorry he couldn't make it he had some he's got family in town for thanksgiving and i'm sure he's listening to the show but look my uh, my ravens came through again i did not expect it to be that much of a blowout but it just seems to be that trend this year with this team where they're just mauling over teams and, yeah, and good well, teams at that well you're walking into a bus on two weeks so don't worry about it are we still look? The wings are still up on the table. Did we upgrade that bet to a to a steak, or it's still wings? 
No, I still owe you the wings. I mean, yeah, John's got to throw you. Or nothing. Well, John's got to throw you in the cargo bay of a plane and get you out here. I, I don't know what's going on. Well, no, I'll be there for March Madness. Oh well, there you go. So I, I will collect. Okay, I definitely will collect. I, 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 well, and, and glad to glad to have at it with you, man. What's 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 the big guy doing? What's he up to? So first of all, I want to ask you a question. Oh boy! Wait, no, you, wait, no, wait, ask, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. That's very, very like you have a professorial sound. Well, to you, you. So usually you, you come in me, guns a blazing and well, let, hello everybody. Me, let me you just tell me you. fifteen dimes, and I'm debating if I should send you the bill. Or who, who did you? You cost me fifteen dimes. How's that? Remember you were complaining for the last three years that the phone sounded horrible? <laughs> hey, it sounds great. How do, we sound, how do we sound right now? It sounds like you paid your phone bill. <laughs> no, it sounds like we threw out the old phone system and got a new one. High-end, state-of-the-art. It cost 15000 We went off. I got to make sure I got redundancy. I got to make sure if there's lightning and the lights go up, I got backup generators. These guys can't worry about storms and snow and ice. It sounds great. But listen, I I got a special guest here, and he wanted to tell you, he wanted (laughs) to tell you about what he thinks the final, and then we'll, this is the first time ever, we're going to just call him Junior. Junior's off school because it's Thanksgiving. He's standing next to me. I want you to tell Brian, we're on the radio, tell Brian what the record of the Ravens are going to be. 14 and 2. Okay, so going to win out? Yes. Yep. We're going to go 14 and 2. We're going to win every other game for the rest of the season. No, hold on. Let me, let me now, take Br- a look. Now, Brian, this is, this is a little different than uh, what he, Now, Brian, this is a little different tune that he's... Uh, that he's speaking today because we took him to the Patriots game. The kid said, we're going to lose. We have no shot. We're going to lose. He was still optimistic until maybe halftime. And then in the second half, he said, we're not going to lose another game. Completely flipped the switch. All right. Let me me throw two. It's the first time ever he's off the air now. It's all back to No, no. Put him back on. I don't care. I'm excited he's there and seeing what you guys do. Uh, Listen. Uh, I will tell you this. The Steelers at the end of the year, if the Ravens don't need the game, uh, th- that may not mean anything. Uh, the other thing is, I just, I just, you know, I'll warn you. I warn you. You play San Francisco this week, and then you got to go to Buffalo. Then you went out. Then, no, 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 no. Then you got to go oh. to, wait a minute. Then you're going to, then you're going to Buffalo, and the Bills have extra time to prepare. Uh, it's, that's Junior. A, I'm just telling he, you, man. He's talking he, about Buffalo. You know, he's he's, he's, he's from Buffalo. You. He says you got to. He says you got to prepare. You know, don't act like they're going to just roll over Buffalo. And, and oh, by the way, and oh, by the way, let me <laughs> let me tell you something. Remember, remember the opener. Remember the opener last year. Remember the yes, opener. Yeah, what was it? Was it forty-seven-three? Yep. Okay. You think all those guys didn't remember that game and get the license plate and feel like they own something? I'm, I'm just telling you, buddy. Just Buffalo's a good team. Buyer beware. Lamar's the MVP. Look, I'm sorry. Well, he is the MVP. There's no. There's no. You know what he does? He goes into the back room. He watches the NFL Network. I said, Do you want to watch anything else? I said, You know, it's it's hey, Wednesday. He goes, No, I watch put, the NFL Network seven days put, a week. Put, put him back on one more second. Hey, Junior, come here. <laughs> one more, I go one more second for him. 
One more, I, I thought got, he's on Thanksgiving break, and you're putting him to work. This I'm is putting incredible. Him, I'm putting him to work. Well, he's, he's replacing Dave. He's learning, Hold on. He's Mr. Work, he's Mr. Mr. Blessing had a question wow, for you. Hold on. on. Nobody's yeah. calling me that. Yeah, I want okay. to. Right. Yes? Uh, yeah, I just, I just got a question. When you're watching Ravens games with your dad, right, and yeah. Tucker's lining up an extra point, do you make him leave the room? <laughs> uh, no. No, you should. Because <laughs> yeah, the only time Tucker's ever missed an extra point, your dad was at the game. <laughs> Last two years, yeah. remember? Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, just, I'm just saying. There's more that there's more than X's and O's that go and play here. Your karma's a thing. Yeah. Now, now by the way, uh, fellas, I, let's dive right in and. Let's talk about what is a monster game this week, and that is San Fran at Baltimore. Baltimore lay in six, totals 47. And you know every wingnut that's out there is going to say, oh, a Super Bowl preview. Well, you know, I, I think it's the we've exceeded any expectation for every game so far this year. They can't make the lines high enough. I don't even. I think we dropped our punter because he's been missing for the last couple games. He's punted, I think, once and twice in three games. So, you know, at, at this point, I really this team is just ever since that trade when we acquired Peters, and I've been raving about it week after week. Getting a third number one corner with getting Jimmy Smith back, who's a number one corner. We're not going to have all three of these guys next year with Humphreys, but this year if we could just continue to play our style, which is just run the ball. The RPO is playing incredibly well. Lamar, his reads are just so much better, and teams just don't game plan for him. And if the defense is playing this good, look, every team is going to have a bad day. We know this, Brian. But with the way that they're playing right now, if we could stay healthy, and I know we lost our starting center for the season, but it's got to be the next man up mentality. But I just hope we could somehow leapfrog the Patriots and have that number one seed so, you know, the road to the Super Bowl goes through the bank. Well, it's possible because the Patriots at Houston and have keep out base. You'll you'll know in the next two weeks. Then Kansas City. Well, yep. you'll know in the next two weeks. Um, if, if the Patriots beat Houston and Kansas City, uh, uh, maybe not. Yeah, Brian, I'm getting these texts because we have so many listeners. That it's just, amazing. You know, the texts they, they are coming the through show. right now. I got a guy calling me who's probably one right. of our best syndicate groups for football for NFL. Does this he thing? Goes, I got a question. Does not, this, look, does this never, thing air? I got to know, Mike. Does this thing air on the Ravens, you know, radio network Sundays before the game? It's got to. Okay. But, sure. you know, I have guys. Te- I got somebody texting me. Congrats! I love fourteen and two. I mean, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Everybody's jumping on the show. It's been a fantastic season. But this guy, who you know, who approached you one day. And freaked you out a little bit. He's never given out a play on the air. Mm-hmm. And he texted me, and this is the first time he said San Francisco plus six and a half can't lose. Again, against the Ravens. I just can't get a break. Well, I'm looking at this. Yeah, Juggernaut City, uh, but one, two, three, five, six. I mean, you're six, four, and one against the spread. I mean that's a big number, especially against yeah. an incredible opponent like this. You know, do you know, Niners. You know, you know, I just want to know. Do you know who's got the best spread? Oh, this this is a question for John, the guy with the homework assignment. You know who's got the best spread record in the NFL? Tell 
tell me. I didn't look at that. I look at the whole, every, not each individual yeah. team. I can tell you, if, you know what? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, you guys keep talking. I'm going to come up with well, it. No, you just, Let d- me d- run my program. D- don't overthink it. <laughs> it's Buffalo. Oh. There, you go. there we go. Yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo is seven and three against the spread, but you are incorrect, sir, in one aspect. No, they're they are tied. They are tied no, against se- the spread with another team no, no, in the NFL. No, they're seven three and one against the spread. Right, there's another team seven three and one against the spread. Yeah, who's that? Arizona. Okay, there you go. So Buffalo and Arizona are tied. Hard to believe now that you're on this. We might as well talk about it. The third team against the spread, I bet nobody can figure this one out. Probably the Rams. Miami. (laughs) The Rams. Mason Rudolph. The Steelers. Yeah. There you go. The Rams are seven and four against the spread. They're seven and four. So Uh, is Dallas. So here's here's an interesting dynamic. When you talk about parity in the NFL, Brian, one, two, three, four. Five five teams hold the second spot against the spread. Pittsburgh, Dallas, New England, Green Bay, Nolens, the Rams. After that, the third spot, six and four. Two teams hold that spot. I'm going to just give them to you. San Francisco, six, four, and one. The Indianapolis Colts, six, four, and one. And then the fourth spot, you, this is amazing. The fourth spot, Brian, six and five, which is one game over 500 in the NFL. So when you talk about parity, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven NFL teams are six and five against the spread. For all you spread betters out there, Oakland, six and five. Seattle, six and five. Minnesota, Six and five. Baltimore, six and five. Carolina, six and five. Denver, six and five. Kansas City, six and five. I'm going to jump down to the bottom. The worst teams in the NFL. Two teams against the spread hold the spot. Tampa Bay, three and eight. The Bears, three and eight. I got a question for you, Brian. I'll let Mike pontificate on this one as well. I only bet with information, algorithms, and analysis. Last week, it took me everything in my power not to bet on the Panthers. I believe there's a reversion of the mean when a team gets absolutely humiliated. The next week, they're going to put forth a strong effort. You had them in a spot where they were getting a huge number. Did you consider or even play and think like me, Carolina, on the road at New Orleans? Uh, I did not. That was not one of my games. It, we, the, the, my game of the week, and we talked about it, and I spent the whole week talking about it, was the Raiders traveling cross-country walking into a hornet's nest. Yeah, you had the Jets. You are correct. Um, no, the Carolina game, I... You know, New Orleans. Jets, by the way, are five and six against the spread. Yeah. Well, and I wonder now. Now, as good as they looked, how about how about this? Of all the games that are on the board, and there's some San Fran, Baltimore. We got the Thanksgiving games: Minnesota, Seattle, New England, Houston. Of all the big games that are on the board, I'm telling you, the Jets at Cincinnati. The Jets laying three and a half, and the Jets have looked really good. Well, the Bengals are going back to Andy Dalton, and they don't want to have a bagel on the front end of their record. Uh, I mean, that may be one of the better betting opportunities in in the league this week. Is maybe one of the worst games. Well, I mean, look, I mean, you're saying that Finley didn't represent the the Cincinnati franchise well over the last couple weeks. Oh, not not very many of them did. But I, 
I think Andy Andy Dalton can come in and certainly in a one game scenario. I mean, he's had his moments in his career. Well, I mean, they they can be due for a game. I mean, they're playing in a. I wouldn't say it's a tough division, but the Browns are you know opportunistic and somehow they're one game out of the playoffs, which is incredible. And you know, the Steelers great defense have no. I think the third string quarterback should have been after he had that win in San Diego. Hodges should have stayed, and they shouldn't have put Rudolph back. But you know they've dealt with a lot of injuries. But you know, Cincinnati is just one of those teams that just packing it in. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I think Jacksonville's packing it in more than Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati will circle the wagons, not wanting to be winless. And oh, by the way, um, love the Jets last week, and that was nothing more than a scheduling thing. But, I mean, are, are people going to flip out and go nuts because they beat the Raiders like that? The, they beat a hapless Redskins team. Well, they, wait, wait a minute. They beat a hapless Redskins team. They beat a hapless Giants team. And, oh, by the way, the Jets lost to Miami. Uh, so it's not like Cincinnati can't beat these guys. Yeah, I mean, look, they can. The Jets, week to week, I mean, I just don't see them playing well on the road. And, uh, honestly, with – with the way that they've been playing this year, they haven't showed any consistency whatsoever. It's like a jack on hide week to week. They look really good against the Cowboys at home. Then they have, you know, the division game against the Patriots the following week, and they just get absolutely destroyed. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those teams that you really don't know what you're going to get. Now, I talked about this weeks ago, the Jets had a very soft schedule after New England, so there's definitely going to be opportunities like last week where it was just a bad spot for the Raiders, and, you know, it, I was personally on the Raiders, so I was, I was in that. I'll take it on the chin. That was one of the games I lost yesterday. I mean, not yesterday over the weekend, and it is what it is. But you know, it's just one of those things where this NFL is so unpredictable week to week. You really don't know what you're going to get. The but good the, teams but the number, to the but top. the numbers. The crazy thing is, though, the mo- the overreaction from week to week is ridiculous. You know, and, and, and right. that was never the case in the past. And the bottom line is, I'm not knocking the Jets. I mean, okay, good. They're they're playing they're playing decent now. But are the Jets seriously good enough to lay three and a half on the road to anybody? Uh, you know, no. they laid three and a half in Miami, and they got pumped. You know. Well, this was good. The, the, if you take the Carolina uh, question that I asked you, the, the, that was where I was going with it. When you take a team that gets humiliated and then they're getting double digits, it's really a good spot for the cover. So that goes, that leads me to the Raiders plus 10. Line opened at 9, now it's 10 with Kansas City. That might be a good spot to grab the 10. Guys, if you're listening or if you're going to listen to this later, don't call me after the game when they lose by 30 and say you unloaded because you heard this on the radio. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. Brian, what do you think? This is the same scenario of Carolina where they go to New Orleans, they get blown out against Atlanta, they want to redeem themselves, and then they go to New Orleans. And look, it was tied up. It was anybody's game at the end, but the spread basically was never in doubt. Uh, do, you, do you see the Raiders coming back to the Midwest and uh, you know not getting uh, de- torched? You know, as they were a road favorite at the Jets, so I mean, it's got to be a good it, dog spot. It, yeah, I mean, I, it, it makes sense. I think they they come back with uh, a more competitive effort. Uh, the one thing I'd be a little leery of is Kansas City with extra time to prepare and Tyree Kill coming back in the lineup 
and Kansas. Now, the other the, the reason to play Oakland is Kansas City has to play the Patriots next week. I mean, that would be one the of the look ahead spot. That would be one of that would be one of the reasons you can make a case for Oakland. But I I also I would say this. I mean, listen to t- to you two wingnuts talking about the Ravens like they're the '85 Bears, and and, every, and and the Patriots are the wait a minute, and the Patriots are, are you know the Patriots this, the Patriots that, um, you know, uh, Kansas City maybe says okay, we're finally healthy, and maybe you know I think Kansas City is this a fair assessment other than Baltimore or New England, the team with the best chance to represent the AFC's Kansas City. Sure, but I will say regarding the look-ahead spot, this is why I did not and could not be on the Ravens on Monday of last week. Hey, wait a second. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking about the look-ahead spot of San Francisco, and that was the issue. So sometimes you can overthink that look-ahead spot, and it can keep you off a side. John, I want to give you some good news. There's There's good news and bad news. Go ahead. What do you want first? The bad news. The bad news is I'm an idiot and left my ringer on. I just turned that off. All right, so I'm an idiot. Uh, the bad news is Mike's breathing into the phone. Yeah, Mike, uh, here you are okay, breathing okay. into the, the phone, baby. The good news is you've gotten you every nickel worth of your $15,000. <laughs> you can hear the it's, pin drop it's, here. It's, uh, it sounds like Mike is at the Bonneville Salt Flats wind tunnel. <laughs> when you say the Raven, boy, his heartbeat goes up. John knows I'm a little under the weather. Okay, and I know. I mean, so. honestly, it sounds like you're outside in a 40 mile an hour wind. That's a great phone system, buddy. <laughs> come come Sunday, it's going to be rainy in Baltimore. Uh, and, oh, the uh, weather is going to be hideous. Yeah. So let, let me thing, just tell real, you, I had a. I got to tell you this, Brian. Sometimes you need no information other than weather. To win in this business, guys. If you're listening out there, sometimes it's simple. Don't don't avoid the simple. So I had a four and a five teamer on Sunday. All I did was get in the car, walk out of my front door, drive to the office. I almost got blown sideways when I opened up my front door. So I said, "Well, this is East Coast. It's, there's nothing. It's just Baltimore. It's going to be Baltimore, Philadelphia, New York." I literally took every East Coast team including your Jets game, did a four-teamer under the total with all the four 1 o'clock games, 10 o'clock in Vegas. Then I did a five-teamer with all the four o'clock games and then under the total in the Patriots game and hit hit them all. And then people are, like, texting me, why don't you give me parlays like that every week? I go, well, not every week. I walk outside and get blown over. Hey, by the way, I'm glad. Sometimes it's just that simple. I know, bud. And, And real quick, let me double-check this. Uh, Baltimore San Fran total is forty six and a half. Uh, now let me just double check it. I'm pretty sure this is right. I could be wrong though. I'm not a million percenter. Is that a grass field, Baltimore? Yes, Mike. It's right. Yes, that's grass, right? Grass field. Yeah, correct. Okay. I now it's a bad comparison in that I'm talking about the Redskins, but. It, this weather, you're right, this weekend. And if it's a steady deluge down there, don't forget when the Rams went and played the Redskins, nobody could, they couldn't do anything. I mean, because of the rain. Now, uh, well, so, no, I mean, it's funny. Nobody can slow slow down Lamar Jackson. Maybe God can. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. Like David Miller says, 
He's probably listening since he's not in the studio. He's all about betting the number, not betting the game. When you look at a game, and then we can move on to other sports and other teams, when you look at a game like the Ravens game, this is like you said. You know, We always said we've been saying this for a decade. Throw out what you saw last week. Well, I, you know, I'm, I was looking for value. The line opened up at four and a half. I said, oh, it'll come down closer to three, and instead it went the other way to six. So you talk about an overreaction. If you're a sharp better, pros versus Joes, everybody's going to bet San Francisco plus the six and a half or wait and try to actually get seven by game time. So from a value point of view, I mean, unless you're playing the money line on the Ravens, I just don't see the value. Um, unless you're throwing them in a teaser, you can get them down to like winning, just winning the game. But I mean, when I we're know, talking man, the I, spread, we got to, I think, I think you're, you're honestly, and all kidding aside, you know, you're, you're jumping, you're playing on the train tracks at the moment. If, if you step in front of the Ravens. But if oh, the weather, I, I agree, if but the weather, but, uh, but I'm saying the better the way to play the game it. is the total. Uh, but it doesn't mean that the sharps won't do it. So the thing is that you, you, a lot of people play on the train tracks. We already know that everybody's going to be on Miami on Sunday. When I say everybody, sharp money's going to be on Miami. Sharp money is going to take the, the the ten point dogs. And you know what? They should because just I'm going to insert the numbers for you right now in in NFL only. Mm-hmm. NFL right now against the spread and. It's come down a little. It was at high as 61%. Now it's 56%. Dogs are 96, 76, and 4 against the spread. For all you listeners out there that love to lay the favorite, dogs in the NFL right now, before tomorrow's uh, Turkey Day games, 96, 76, Four pushes on the closing number. You were literally up 20 games less the VIG, and that's been maintained the entire season. What I said last week stays the same. Away favorites um, versus home team dogs. It's just amazing. Away favorites are 53%, 31 and 29. They're only up two games, but the point is the home team advantage hasn't really been much of an advantage. If you're a home team dog right now in the NFL and you're just looking to grab the number, like people that just bet the Rams because they were a home team dog, you're 29 and 31. You're on your 48%. What's really been crazy is the away dogs. Brian, I can't say it enough. Away dogs have the highest against the spread covering percentage in the NFL. 60% 67 and 45 if you bet every away dog, not home dog. Now, the thing is, it's hard to find away dogs. So, unfortunately, San Francisco is an away dog. We're talking about against the spread. That's a 60% edge playing an away dog currently right now. Things revert to the mean, but like Dave said, it doesn't have to be this season. The Raiders are an away dog. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are an away dog. Um, I'm looking to see if there's anything else. The Browns at the Steelers are an away dog. So basically, if you just isolate away dogs, you have a good chance of basically you're, you're on the right side of the trend, if that makes sense. Let me ask you, and, I, and I'm not trying to th- put you on the spot, but maybe you know, of those away dogs, how many of them won outright? 
Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, what I will say to you is this. Dogs, the dogs outright. So I have the outright complete. Oh, you know what? I apologize. Away dogs outright are 43 and 73. So this is amazing. Okay. So this is a perfect setup for Big Mike. Away dogs are 43 and 73. They outright straight up 37%. You go to the spread, it flips to 60%, 67.45. Now, I know auditorily when people are listening, if you don't write these numbers down on a piece of paper, you don't see them on a computer program, sometimes it doesn't sink in. But if you put that on paper, Brian, you put 43 and 73, dogs winning outright on the road, and then you put it... 67 and 45 when you add the point spread, it is amazing. So what that basically means is you can bet the Ravens on the money line. San Fran will probably cover. It'll be a three-point game like that old Pittsburgh-Ravens uh, rivalry. But there is that is the answer to your question. And I think that for listeners out there, that is something you got to take into account. That most of these teams, they covered, but they didn't win. These away dogs. Yeah. No. They didn't win. No, and, and then, but the beauty of it is of of those numbers, because the other things we, we talk about every game, but te- people wrap things around in parlays and teasers. But believe me, some of those dogs are six and seven point dogs that take every teaser out. There's always one. It's amazing. Oh, Mike. No. <laughs> uh Oh, I was I was that uh, is, is, I was the one that had uh, Green Bay plus thirteen. Uh huh. On Sunday night in a teaser that got busted. I mean, I was sick about it. I know. I, I mean, no, but it is remarkable that there's always one when you do teasers, Mike. I mean, I know it's not a blanket thing, but I mean, uh, how like what are you doing? Three, four, five uh, game teasers. I mean, usually I stick. To, I do two seven two team seven point teasers. I do three team ten point teasers. Okay. Has it worked? You know, uh, for the most part. I mean, this year's been kind of up and down. It's been a very unique season in NFL and standpoint of just sharps. The public is definitely winning thus far. Um, college football has been much better. NFL has been quite difficult. Even you know the sharp money week after week. These teams that are just you know the easy teams like all the sharps were on the Rams on Monday night, and you know the Ravens just blow them out and. You know, it's gonna obviously by the end of the year even out, but up to this point, it's been it's been tough sledding. I mean, I've done pretty well, but not nearly as good as previous years. And I can admit that. I mean, the whole thing is like right now, while I'm talking to you, and I have one of my uh, groups also listening, who's my soccer source, who gave me uh, Zenit St. Petersburg. They're winning one zero in the 84th minute of the Champions League right now. So while I'm watching this, he's texting me, give me updates. So no matter, you can't be one-dimensional in this business. You can't just focus on NFL. You can't just focus on NBA. You have to be able to play everything and day by day continue to grind it out and care about the long-term approach because it takes time and discipline and money to be able to, you know, sustain a bankroll and make money. But people want to be greedy and try to bet it all night after night and because of the excitement of betting versus trading where it's non emotional. You know, John sits here and he's banging second halves and he's doing in game and you know, I don't know if you know this, Brian, but in New Jersey now with FanDuel and DraftKings you could buy out of a bet midway through. So a lot of these traders that are coming over from Wall Street are now sitting there and they're basically scalping 
and they're getting in and out of trades, games, you know, multiple times a night because they're just not waiting for the game to have a bad break in the fourth quarter and you lose on the last play. You find value, you already win the bet, you get out of it. And a lot of these guys are making a fortune doing that. You know, unfortunately, with the rest of the country, you don't have the luxury to do that yet, but I think eventually, a few years from now, everybody's going to be on these master platforms where you'll be able to do anything like this basically in every state. Got anything on the Nottingham? Wait a minute. You got anything on the Nottingham Queens Park Rangers game? Um, No. Uh, The next game we have on the docket is Genk versus Salzburg. And then this evening we're in Brazil, Syria. We have the Internacional versus Goyas. All right. There you go. So, you know, here's the thing with the weather. I had a client yesterday. I was involved. I had the under the total in the uh, Wizards game. And I said to one of my clients in Denver, I said, he goes, you know, he goes to the games. I said, are you going to the game? He goes, nah, there's 15 inches of snow outside. So I'm looking. So immediately, the you know, I hit that four-teamer and five-teamer last week. You got to be careful with weather because just because, and this is for people that are listening, that, you go and you look at the team like the Chargers and the Broncos, and you see that that totals thirty eight. And yeah, they had a they had a severe snowstorm, fifteen inches. They're used to it. Well, it's not like there's going to be fifteen inches of snow on the field, Brian. You're from Buffalo. I mean, they're going to clean the field. What you get in the parking lot is not what you get on the field. So for people that listened or clients that got that four teamer and five teamer last week, it wasn't about snow and it wasn't about cold. It was about wind. Wind. I'm a cyclist. I'm a motorcyclist. Wind is not your friend. It's not your friend when you're trying to score points. So that's the difference between frigid weather. Again, Brian, you're a Buffalo native. I mean, you got to agree with me on this. Don't get caught up in it's cold outside to, oh, there's 50-mile-an-hour winds in the stadium. Weather can Do you act- agree? Weather can actually uh, lend itself to the over. Well, it, you know, right. if correct, but weather. Wind, but I'm talking about well, the, well, no, the wind, wind is no, the difference. Wind is the thing that, generally speaking, is the thing that that makes a total plummet. Um, it, a slippery field. The offense knows which way they're running. Uh, you, you can you can get big high scoring games. And, hey, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Watch these MAC games, you know, weeknights. These these MAC college football games. It's cold and frigid, and, and the majority of these MAC games, they go up and down the field. Right, and here's the other thing, uh, and somebody made a good point to me last week. You know, you take a team like the Chargers and the Broncos, perfect example. I'm going to key in on this example because it's not only that it's going to be cold there, but that there's a perception that San Diego, beautiful weather, 365 days a year, it means nothing. These guys played in high school. They played in colleges. They're all from different areas in the country. They're professional athletes. They've all, I don't buy into the whole Miami going to Buffalo. You may, Brian, you've mentioned it before, a Buffalo going to Miami. I don't buy into it. I think that you got to look. I mean, have, you could have a team like Miami, and every every player could have played in college in a cold-weather environment. Yeah, no, you know, so, yeah, but no, yeah, yeah, that one specifically – that's a different animal, man. That that sample size over thirty years is monstrous. Miami going up there in December, they get murdered. I mean, and and you're right. They played college football. I'll tell. Okay, you want the perfect analogy, John? And I and I, I'm just coming back at you on that. Generally speaking, I hear what you're saying, but not that one. Because I will tell you, I moved here in 2005, and 
You're, no, you you're, think 65 well, is cold. Hold on, man. No, you got to see me here when it's it's 40 degrees now, 45 degrees. I see you there. I, got, I know. I got five layers of clothes on. And I'm yeah, wearing when, a T-shirt when, in the studio. Now, when you move to a place like this or Miami, your blood thins out. You may have played college football, but if you're living in Miami year-round and practicing and then uh, hopping on a plane and going up to play in seven-degree weather, uh, I don't care if you played in college football in cold weather three years ago. You're living in Miami now. It it has an so, adverse reaction to these guys. I know you. I I know with your hockey, you talk about traveling, but couldn't you have made the same argument that the Ravens were traveling? from east to west, or it's more of an issue with teams traveling from west to east? Gen- I mean, basically, you take the Seattle-Oakland matchup and you reverse it. You have the Ravens flying to the west coast, to yeah, L.A. No, the, the, well, the, the travels travel. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I think one of the biggest reasons, I mean, on top of it, they're a really good football team uh, and have been, but I, I think one of the reasons that uh, Seattle, the 12th man, I, I think, I'm telling you, it's the travel. I mean, when you you're on a plane and you're looking out the right side of the window, you can see Mount Rainier for an hour while you're flying. That last hour, of that flight just doesn't end. You just keep staring at this well, mountain. <laughs> you know, I mean, so the, the the travel matters, but west to east is tougher because you're losing time, and you're playing. You know, the, the well, and it's funny. Let's go all the way back as long as we've been doing this. My God, this has got to be over ten, eleven years ago. There was a game, right. and it was like. Okay, the lesson learned. It was Cal uh, in the Pac-12, and I, it, I think it was it was still after Rodgers, so I don't remember who the quarterback, but Cal was a really good football team. And you'll remember this, John. They flew cross-country to play your Maryland Terps, and Maryland was nothing, and Cal was a good team. Maryland murdered them. I mean, it was one of the biggest beatdowns I've ever seen. And that was nothing more than a West Coast team traveling east playing a breakfast football game. Well, I want to talk about another team traveling, not big, but bouncing off a blowout. What do you think about this Packer-Giants move? Opens up at 7.5, Packers get absolutely humiliated again another smart money play all the wise guys were on them um and i'm not making fun of them i'm just saying they they play the value game over a long period of time if dave was uh, on the radio he'd probably be yelling at me right now for bringing up sore wounds um you know but again when you when you look at a team like that it opens up at seven and a half at the giants uh, i will tell you about one of my bad beats this week in a second but um the Giants, and then the line goes down to six and a half. What's your take on that game? To me, I'd fade the line move, and since it's under a key number, if I had to play the game with no info, I'd be playing the Packers for the bounce. All the motivations on the Packers' side, uh, basically three weeks from now, uh, they'll be playing Minnesota with a game that will likely decide the division. The one I would tell you as a general rule of thumb, Giants games in New York, uh, that are uh, out of division tend to be high-scoring games. So I, I would look for points in the game. And I, I think Rodgers and this offense will bounce back. Well, let me ask you this question. Which game do you think was my bad beat in the NFL of the weekend? The game that I thought I was winning um, literally the entire I know, game. I, know, I, 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 I bet you I got it. I got it. Because we all if, put it this way. Whenever there's a bad beat, there's someone that gets – the fortunate win 
and I got the fortunate win, and I've got a uh-huh. funny feeling it was at your expense. You no, 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 here we go. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I had the over in the Atlanta game, and they pulled Ryan on the last meaningless drive. Schaub takes him down the field, throws an interception. That's the end of it. They go, they review it, and, oh, no, it hit the ground. And then Schaub threw a touchdown pass to Ridley, you know, a meaningless touchdown at the last gasp of the game, and uh, they and the game went over the total. So I got the I well, my got bad the, beat was the Lions. Oh well, the Redskins were winning were, that game the entire game, and the only way the Redskins scored was a kickoff return. I mean, so when I look at this game this week, and I see the Skins are getting ten at Carolina, you know, again, you you don't really want to lay ten, but. Man, they didn't, you know. No, buddy. Somebody that watches that game and says they just see the final score, they don't really understand how bad there, they played. There's one thing in that game, and this is the the problem you get with every game, is, you know, you're trying to get in, in between the ears of these guys. Now, if Carolina can put the, put the, the big effort behind them that came up short against New Orleans, if it's not a deflating thing, they should destroy these guys because Haskins exactly. can, just cannot do it on the road. Haskins is lost. Now, that doesn't mean that Carolina's like, yeah, it's the Redskins and they're all depressed that they lost to the Saints, and that's why they play the game. If Carolina shows up like they care, they should win this game by 24. I agree. Now, here's the bigger question. Does the worst covering team in the NFL that goes from 1-4 to four steams up from 1 to 4 and will be the breakfast ball game for you at 9.30 tomorrow morning. Remember, the worst team against the spread in the NFL is the Bears. So, you got the Lions. They were winning the entire game over here in D.C., literally 40 minutes from my office. You know, we're, we're all here. It's the Beltway, the Battle of the Beltways. And now you got the Lions at home, knowing they gave that game away to the Skins, don't they step up? You're getting a key number of plus four from a spread perspective. Why would you not take the Lions plus the four? Uh, of those games tomorrow, that one is I, I don't know how, who. Well, you know the handle is going to be huge on it because it's the first game. On the well, board. yeah, I just I just don't know how you trust either one. I think the the thing you can trust is both offenses are a travesty. Um, but the totals only. Thing. And then here, I, and honestly, then, well, I'll be well, playing. I, mean, I will be playing horses in the morning. <laughs> well, That's you, you and Mike, you and Mike, you can, you and Mike can pick apart this line move. Opens at eight. Now it's down to six and a half. Well, I'll Again, tell you what. Let's think of the what? word. I love the value of the Cowboys, Brian. Uh, I just love them, no, but I'm not playing them. I have no info, but I know you're all over the book. Uh, no, I'll tell you what. Well, why do you know that? Well, just it's in your blood. It's, it's like no, my it's son not. with the Ravens. No, it's not. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> I will play a total if I'm. I've been leery of the Bills the last month. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk right. about the two Thanksgiving games. It's Sports Insider Radio. And we invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. You can give the guys a shout, 800-209-1679. Coming back, talking Turkey Day football on Sports Insider Radio.
1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, we're back with you here, Sports Insider Radio. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Back with the boys. Okay, we got the games, the Thanksgiving Day games tomorrow, fellas. Uh, have at it. Well, I mean, let's uh, talk about that Buffalo. Let's. Let, I want to hear it, Brian. I want to hear it. Come on, man, give it up. I want to hear the Buffalo. Uh, I want to whether even if you're not going to play it, if you had no, to play this side, I will tell you. You said, "Oh, you'll just play the Bills." That's ne- never been the case. Uh, last week, I was leery of them, uh, but I thought they'd get off to a good start. But I wanted to see it, so I laid three with the Bills in the first half. And uh, they tried to clown around, and they covered uh, the first half. But then what I saw in the first half was Denver wasn't going to do anything against them, and they only made the Bills one in the second half, and the Bills thumped them. Uh, What I would say to you here, and that game last week with Denver, that was a game Buffalo had to win, knowing that Dallas and Baltimore are coming up next. And one more win Probably 85% they make the playoffs as a nine-win team, and they still have the Steelers and the Jets coming up. Ten wins is a is for sure. The million-to-one shot, did they if they win this game and ever did something against Baltimore, that they're breathing and they'd love to have the New England game mean something. Highly unlikely. The, here's, here's the thing I would say to you. The Cowboys have yet to win against a team with a winning record. They're 0-4. I mean, this game is real simple. If Elliott runs the football and they stick with it, you know, they got a big shot to just run right through Buffalo and and blow them out. But Buffalo's defense is doing exactly what New England's defense does to a degree, and that Stephon Gilmore is a lockdown cornerback and the most underrated player in the NFL, I'm telling you, is the Bills cornerback Trey White. He will be on Cooper. 
He's the same guy as, as Stephon Gilmore. So if the Cowboys run the ball, they can run it down their throat and beat him. But Allen's protecting the football. Don't sleep on Cole Beasley going back to do something against his old team. And the one thing that really really has me intrigued here is the Bills are not on Sunday night football. They're not on Monday night football. I mentioned Trey White, and their two safeties got snubbed. They're Pro Bowl players, and they didn't make the Pro Bowl last year. And they were the number two defense in the league, and they were up in arms. But you know why they didn't make the Pro Bowl? Because they're never on TV. So here's an opportunity for these guys to get a national spotlight I think they show up in a big way, and absolutely I like the points. So I'm going to go back to what I originally said. You like the Bills. Yes, in this in this spot, yes. Uh, okay, that's. I mean, the way you did it, I just had to remember. Didn't I ask him if he liked the Bills? But you broke it down. Here's the thing with the key numbers. You know, do you – I'm just curious for all the listeners out there. You know I'm passionate about not laying seven and a half. Do you mind getting six and a half, or do you fight for that extra half to get to seven? Oh, clearly you want the – you want the – you know, you want the key. But I'm asking you, would you take them at six and a half anyway if you couldn't get the seven, or would you buy the – pay a little extra and get the seven? Oh, I think it would be worth it to get the seven. Right. Uh, you know, because the interesting about tomorrow's games is not so much about the games that are all around, you know, they're key numbers. You know, so, I mean, the Bears could hit three. Saints could hit – Saints steamed up from five to seven. Again, I don't know what to make of this Falcons team. Honestly, maybe you and Mike can figure it out. I mean, they're just – I mean, the Saints, It's you could make the same case you made for Carolina if they can roll. I mean, this is a team that got rolled by – Is it, it? wait a minute, didn't Atlanta already blow them out? Isn't this? Wasn't yeah, that the big it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a revenge game. Atlanta oh, off the bike. I totally forgot. Never mind. So this game means a lot. That's why. So this overreaction from five to seven is based on they want revenge for them going to Nolans and blowing them out. Right. Well, that and uh, Atlanta just looked like hot garbage against Tampa Bay. Well, yeah, I mean Tampa, but I'm saying, like, would you lay the seven? Again, we're just these guys. If you guys are listening, don't start opening up the accounts and punching the numbers. Wait till tomorrow. John and Mike will be here before we eat the turkey. Well, before Mike eats the entire turkey, Mike orders two turkeys, now, one bring- for himself and one for the office. Is that right? I mean, I mean oh, man, the guy can, are we talking turkey sandwich? Are we talking a bird? He's in, he's, he's in turkey training. He already had a friend reverse. What is it, Mike? You had a what? No, I mean, he's, he's uh, look, he's over-analyzing my Come on, man, that was a big turkey. turkey. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I did. I don't do as much with the turkey because it knocks me out. I want to have enough time and be awake long enough to be able to eat everything else. So I try to stay off the turkey and the tryptophan. Yeah, but do you bring? To, you know, do you actually bring? I mean, are we talking a real like the bird, the carcass? The guy smoke, literally has a chef turkey. cook up turkeys. He picks them up. They're already pre-done. It's amazing. Really? All the fix? Yeah. All the fixings? Everything's everything. already. Yep, everything. I called him on Saturday night last week, and I asked him about some scoring. He said, I'm going to bed. <laughs> he was gone. He ate so much turkey. Right, so what, turkey what, and training. All right, so now, you know, again, uh, so for you guys, I mean, we get breakfast football, right? I mean, So the first game, what, there, right. 1230? Sound Correct. right? Okay. Yeah. So Normally when, when, everybody eats turkey at the 430 game here, the second game. Okay. All right. The Bills-Cowboys game. Your Bills game is when everybody will sit down and, you know, 
you know, the men around the East Coast will sit down and fake it while they're looking at the Bills out in the Cowboys game out the side of their eye, and then forget it. It's all over. By 820, he's back down in the man cave watching the Saints-Falcons game trying to get out. <laughs> but you said something... But you said something about the Miami game. You said, you know, Miami, Buffalo, and since we have a few minutes left on the show, I'm going to do a little segue. Who is the number one team against the spread in NBA this season, this short season? Easy. Miami. They're sizzling hot. 12-3 against the spread. The next set of teams, and last night they didn't cover for me. I had a small play on the Wizards. Wizards are the second team against the spread, nine and five, and Boston Celtics nine and five against the spread. And then a lot of these teams are below five hundred against the spread. I mean, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six teams that are against above five hundred against the spread. Lakers, Clippers, for all you Laker fans, they're only ten and seven against the spread. And real quick on the NBA, uh, when you look at the numbers, again, we're talking about complete parity, Brian. The dogs are winning against the spread in the NBA, 126 to 120. There's been six pushes, 126 to 120 and six. For all you over-under betters out there, it's an amazing number. More to the over. I hit an under last night with the Wizards. More with the over. One, um, I'm sorry, more with the unders, excuse me. Um, Very big spread. Six games, seven games, 121 to 129. I'm sorry, eight games. So 121 games have gone over, 129 games have gone under. The parity continues to be there in the NBA. Um, what do you think about Duke losing outright to Stephen Oh, Austin? my goodness. 85 to 1 they were on the money line. I was going to ask you if you had them. No. <laughs> 85 to 1 on the money. It's amazing. It's a, they so just the lost question the is, you better start circling that Stephen Austin team. You know, this is college basketball is crazy. I mean, you know, I you know my phone started blowing up this morning, and you know, again, it's very early in the season. We're we're, we're dabbling our toe with us. We're doing a lot of totals in college basketball. For me, I'm you know, it's funny. You're a total guy. I I'm definitely with the guys that I run algorithms with. Stronger edges with totals. Last night I had a very small school. I mean, would you have? I don't know. Maybe you played it. I had. It, it was in Vegas. It was the Wyoming TCU game. I had under the total of one twelve, and I think I covered the game by like a bucket. They were playing in the arena. There That's was like nobody there. What arena is that? Where was that? New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, Orleans. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right, yep. and then I had Houston Baptist and Houston over the total of 160. They scored 185. So, again, even in college basketball, I sent you a text on Friday about the Towson-Buffalo game. I guess you were busy. We're you know, it's these obscure schools. I know. It's the small schools. I know you love IUPUI and all those goodies. Guys, we're plum out of time. I want to wish both of you a we're very happy time. Thanksgiving. You too. Yep, you happy too. Thanksgiving, boys, and we invite you. Give them a shout. Wish them happy Thanksgiving. Check it out. Sports. InsiderRadio.com.